Are you excited about 2020? We are too, because this is the year of age and vitality. Join us on April 18th, 2020 in Fort Collins, Colorado, and September 19th, 2020 in Indianapolis, Indiana for the Wonder Health Age and Vitality Summits. You will not want to miss this explosive event. Check out more details and pre-register at wonderhealth.com. And that is Wonder with a U. This is the Wonder Life Podcast, the voice for health and wellness. Each week, we chat with real people doing big and small things to inspire us to light up our lives so we can go out and light up this world. You may find us on social at Wonder Health, and that is Wonder with a U. We hope you enjoy our show. This week on the Wonder Life Podcast, I have the pleasure of chatting with one of my oldest and dearest friends, Lainey Sheets. We get down and dirty about the mommy wine culture and how we're being marketed to to deal with the affliction of motherhood. We had so much fun on this call, and I can't wait to share it with you. Thank you so much, and enjoy the episode. I think being a parent is really challenging. And Mm -hmm. I think that if anyone actually told you and you actually listened, you, I mean, I don't think I would change what I change my path to being a parent. I knew I always wanted one kid at the very least. Um, And I'm glad I have two because I wanted a matching set um, Mm -hmm. because they're really cute. But like, for example, the challenges of getting a kid getting two kids out the door. And my, my kids aren't that little. I mean, in the scheme of life, they're little, but they're not like toddlers. They're eight and 10. Mm-hmm. And so uh, dropping my kids off today at school, I had already dodged one bullet of my, from myself of like about to lose my mind with my son this morning because he needed to clean up the kitty litter. And I have my cat, uh, my cats, <laughs> I have my kids doing stuff because they live here and it is a lot to try to manage everything and have a business and a life and make dinner and you know have these relationships so we do have expectations Mm -hmm. so that was one challenge and I felt really great about myself for not losing my mind before with him and then I drop him off at school and for some reason today (laughs) they had the fifth graders opening the car door probably because they need to teach these children responsibility and all that. So they mm-hmm. had them open in the car door. So my daughter gets out first and says hi to the little girl. And my son is like literally just hanging inside of the car. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, there's a line of parents behind me who really are probably trying to get to work and drop their kids off because it's 840 because who goes to work at 930 these days? Nobody. <laughs> and I looked at him and I was like, get out of the car. I mean, I didn't really actually yell it, but I was like, get out. And the little girl looked at me like, oh my God. And then I was like, love you guys. And then drove off and was like mortified at the Mm -hmm. fact that this little girl heard me say to my, get out. And like such a, like, just abrupt, like, 
impatient, unkind way. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so ashamed of myself. And then I had to ask myself, am I ashamed of myself because of how I presented myself or because the little girl heard me? So this is like me being completely real about like, I want to shine the light on the world and be this awesome, whatever to whomever. And then like, okay, I'm a human, so I can take that. But it's like, you know, I really need to shine the light in my house before I go out and try to change the world. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's hard to, I think, be a parent and do all the things that we're supposed to be doing and wanting to do it well and wanting to be kind and loving and patient and all of those things. I mean, and I do think it drives us to this frazzled edge of self that we potentially might go off, not off the deep end all the time, but like, I think that four o'clock couldn't come faster so that we can have a cocktail. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah. I, I think you just hit it. it. It's there's, first of all, when you talk about, we try to do it all as women, we are by and large, we are still the ones that are, we might be working, we might be working more than full-time, we might be working part-time, whatever the case may be. On average, we are still the ones that are managing the home front. We are still the ones scheduling the dentist appointments. We are still the ones making sure soccer signups come, you know, happen, that the uniforms are arrived, that they get to where they need to go. I've always said that about my nearest and dearest friends that are, that are still killing it in corporate America. I'm like, I love you so much. And I also know what you're dealing with at home. All that to say, it has not, it, it, that does not mean that their husbands don't own it and that they don't own half of it. I'm just saying in our current society, statistically, that is just sort of the way things have fallen. So women wear a tremendous amount. We, we have a tremendous amount of pressure um, to not only maintain the home, not only have it be, you know, the laundry done, all the things done, all the boxes checked, but that we are getting the permission slip signed, that we are getting uniforms on, that things are running the way that they should, while we're also, many of us, trying to have a little bit of a foot in the door into something else. So there's a lot, there's a lot of pressure there, but when you, when you go specifically into kind of what we had talked about discussing today, and that's the, 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 the mommy wine culture, if you will, it's been something that's sort of interesting to me because what I have seen, it's not just in my own life. I, I enjoy wine and I've had wine on play dates and whatever, but what we're seeing in society is this marketing, this, this rise in pulp, pop culture messaging that champions the drinking. I mean, the women running around with a Yeti at one in the afternoon that said, this might not be coffee. Like, you know, that and the t-shirt that's like coffee, yoga, wine. Like, okay, great. Like some of it's cute. Like the messages are, that are fueling women are that you deserve this and that you should be doing this. So it's like, just because we have three little kids, two little kids, one little kid, what do you think the message is that they're getting? But I am such a handful. My mom can't not drink in order to parent me. And they notice. Like, remember when you're little and your kids would come home? With, they do. But remember when they were little, they would come home with like these little things like mommy is really good at whatever. Mommy's favorite color is pink. Mommy's favorite drink is coffee. 
Well, ask them again in a few years and see what that coffee switches to. And then you know it's becoming ingrained in their brain that that is part of their family culture and that their parents, their mom, can't do life without alcohol, cannot be with them, cannot parent well without it. Um, I also get worried about the messages we're sending to new mommies, new moms. Like this, this, all these like jokes and stuff, they weren't around when we were having babies. You know, this is sort of a recent phenomenon, but what are we saying to these new moms? Like A, as a society, we need you to, we need you to breastfeed. We need you to do all of it. We need you to have all the right things in order and raise these perfect little bundles of joy. But you can also drink a whole lot because you're going to need it. You're going to need to drink in order to cope with your child. Yeah. I mean, you bring up some really great points. I mean, I would say you know, that I definitely drank more. The messaging wasn't there as much 10 years ago, but I, I drank more and I was a big drinker. So to say that I drank more after kids is saying something. And the thing mm -hmm. is, I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. That's just what you did. Because at that time I was retired for a couple of years, which mm -hmm. I had never been. So it's like, you know, you get to the end of the day and your mind is like, you know, yeah, I want to have that glass of wine or from a social standpoint, like if you're with a baby all day and you're not used to that reality, um, I do think it's a shock to the system. I mean, some women are natural mothers. Like they mm -hmm. always known they wanted to be a mom. They couldn't wait to be a mom. Sure. And all of those things. I thought I'd have a huge career and one child, like, mm -hmm. because that would be like all the room I had for raising kids. Well, lo and behold, I have the one and ha and end up ha and end up chose to have another one. It was a choice and a beautiful choice. Mm -hmm. And I chose to not go into that corporate everyday gig because I wanted to be available for my kids. My mother has a huge job. She always has. She, you know, my parents divorced when I was three. And so she had to work. That was there was no other option. And right. I do not begrudge her for those. She did what she had to do. I wanted to be a little more available for my kids, which then lends itself to having a little bit different time. It's out there and we're getting bombarded with these messages and, and the, the drinks that they are augmenting for women. So what, what did we all, what do women always drink, right? Vodka soda. So now you go to Super Target to get your, you know, your cleaning supplies and your what up, your bananas. And then as you're walking out, you see everything is like vodka soda in a can. It's organic. It's non-GMO. It's 80 calories. It's only 8% alcohol. So if you have like four of them, you're okay. But all I'm saying is that it's, it's the marketing has completely shifted to the mommy you know, who's spending the money and who's doing that. Um, the, the problem is, I think, you know, I've been asking myself, why is this happening? And I think that the, the rise of alcoholism among mothers is, it, it is growing at such a startling rate. It's super scary and it's super sad. And I think it ties back into the inability to keep up with everything the inability to meet the expectation of the husband, of the boss. I mean, you can only, you can't serve two masters, right? So figure out in the course of the day what your day is going to look like. I don't do that. I still think today I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, and I'm not. 
But all that to say is your the overconsumption is to deal with the underlying stress or anxiety of we're not enough, we're not getting it done. Okay, so there's that. And that's a pretty deep look at it because that's what leads to this idea that, you know, alcoholism, it's not a disease like cancer. It's a lifestyle disease, right? You chose to imbibe to a point that it then became a dependence and it's now, it's a habit, it's a daily habit and it, it has gone to the next level. It's beyond the little like joke about what's really in my Yeti. It's a true illness, okay? And that's sort of its own category. But you know, they say, they talk about this play date culture too, where Thursday or Friday, the end of the week's run, you know, coming to an end, you're all tired, kids don't really have anything going on. So the next thing you know, you've got six kids, couple moms, and you're killing a bottle of wine. When that house empties out, you still have a little, maybe you still have a little bit of wine left and you have this, I deserve it mentality because I just did all this. I just gave all of these kids um, a frozen pizza and I'm tired and now I deserve to have the rest of my wine. So there's the, I deserve it. And then the other thing that I think, you know, and, and again, I don't think anyone's saying don't drink. It's just the norm of, of the culture with the mommy drinking thing is just, it's becoming so prevalent. Um, but since when did we need wine to deal with the affliction of motherhood? Like, Girl, what are we doing? What are we doing? Well, what are we saying to our kids? kids every single day when you go to reach for that wine at five o'clock and you sit down to do the homework and then you yell because they didn't put their laundry away and they see you killing the wine it's like I it's a must-have accessory for motherhood there's this group of women that I joined on Facebook literally to learn and to dive deeper into this subject and it's called sober sis and she does a phenomenal job. She has a program. She's got like a 30-day a accountability. I think every month on the first of the month, she starts fresh. You know, I do think that you, in your mind, you get to this like, you know, looking forward to your moment. Mm -hmm. And you get to feel like a big girl. There's, I don't think that initially the intention's there to go, you know, off the deep end. Mm -hmm. But all yeah. it took was like one or two times of like a really bad hangover to be oh, like yeah. with a kid and like this sucks. You can't, you can't do it. That, you know, you wake up at 10 or 11 and they're like on a Kindle all morning. You can't, or, you know, an iPad, whatever you, you just can't. Um, but it's just interesting. Cause like even on Facebook, these group, there are these groups out there. There's one group in particular called um, moms who need wine. And it has almost like a million followers. That's and incredible. it's just, it's just so crazy. But I also feel like there's this other little shift happening, but there are a lot of like really cool drinks out there. And, you know, I mean, you, you do have to be careful from a health, health standpoint. If you do give up alcohol or grossly reduce it, you really shouldn't, you know, bring in a bunch of other stuff because you're just adding sugar and empty calories into your system anyway. And that's sort of what we need to get away from. And it's really lovely because it gives a place for women who are just sort of on that. They're not, they're not physically dependent. Okay. If you're physically dependent, you need hospitalization, you need serious, you know, acute care to help wean you off. That is not, this is not a medical community. This is nothing like that. This is more like 
there are other women who don't want to drink three glasses of Chardonnay tonight either. Let's band together and get strong. Well, one of the themes throughout that is um, the the amount of, of establishments and the amount of products that are out there that are literally alcohol free that are so good. And like you can go to a bar and, and what I've heard from this group is that bartenders enjoy coming up with a mocktail. And also they're getting this like altruistic piece out of it where they're making you feel like you are a part of whatever is going on in that establishment without compromising for whatever reason what you set forth to stick to that night and that is not drinking. For the women that really just wanted to feel a part of a community of something that was still going on, whether it was a family dinner or girlfriend's dinner, there are, there are drinks out there that serve that purpose. Um, they're just, there's just options out there. Like having a health issue really changed my engagement with alcohol. And so it was, you know, way fewer and far between, or it was like only like a drink or two. It was probably like two drinks, then I would be done. So I was like, mm -hmm. I have a handle. Like, not even I have a handle. I just, I wanted to instill engage, but I also just knew it wasn't great for my, like my liver just needed a minute or whatever. And I just learned that, that women want that. They want to feel like they're still a part of something. They don't want to feel like they have somehow failed or that they can't be a part of the social scene that's still happening. I mean, but you're talking about alcohol being introduced from a very young age. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, it's our, you know, we, it's the forbidden fruit, you know, now in our culture, it's just so taboo until you're 21 and we kind of try and we walk that fine line I mean I'm guilty of this we and even back in the day like I didn't start drinking until I, th I started drinking in college not in high school like a lot of my friends so you're mm -hmm. right it's like been a part of culture from the beginning of time I mean when we will not name names but like in middle school, do you remember we went to Young Life or whatever that was, and you guys all went on a ski trip, and there was a boy in our seventh grade class that took alcohol on the bus? I bought these, these like popsicles from Costco. I'm like, how fun would this be for the girls? You know, they're literally like icy freezes, but they're, they have alcohol in them. I'm like, what a blast if it's 90 degrees out, blah, blah, blah. But obviously being like the sucker that was, you know, fooled into it. But the kids saw them and I found myself on the precipice of having to be like, nope, that's a mommy drink. And I let it go. But I'm so scared of being like, it is such the forbidden fruit for that very reason. You just, the kids get their hands on it in eighth grade because they know it's taboo and they're not supposed to. So we're sort of like navigating that now. In European culture, at least, you know, the way we were trained back in the day was that European culture was like, didn't make a big deal out of it and therefore doesn't have nearly the issues that we do because it's just a different, it's a different culture. My drinking has totally changed. Like I hardly ever drink anymore. And if I drink, I do, um, I drink tequila because it got to the point where I was like, you know what? My body actually doesn't like this and I'm almost 44. So like, I probably should listen. Mm -hmm. um, but it was really interesting socially at first. Like I almost felt like I needed to explain myself. So going back to this whole, like wanting to be a part of something. And so my social life has changed, not yeah. because any one of my friends cares. My friends are wonderful people who enjoy cocktails. Like that's what we do together. Like we get together and we sit down and we drink. It was different because I, I felt like I needed to declare that I wasn't drinking. 
nobody cared that I wasn't drinking. Right. I think I cared that I wasn't drinking because I had never been in a social situation where I hadn't been drinking. Right, right. So it's been really like this interesting shift and my, like, you know, it's like, I'd call you up and say, Hey lady, let's go meet at whatever bar. And like, let's go get a glass. So everything was really like surrounding, like, let's go have a glass of wine, whether it's a play date with kids or, uh, you know, we're going to a concert, a summer concert outside and I'm sneaking my champagne there and trying to pop the cork. Completely. Yes. Yeah. And here's the thing. I'm not like pregame is great. I am not talking about like the fact that any of this is wrong. I think we're just having this conversation about the fact that it's, it happens, it's happening, and there's nothing wrong with it if you don't think there's anything wrong with it, but there are alternatives. And so mm -hmm. and when you have some sort of a health issue and you need to have a shift, it makes you look at things differently. I think it's yeah. very powerful though that, you know, that what you said though before is what what are we you know when did we when did motherhood you know come it's, with this like you it's know an affliction. it's like we're afflicted you know like oh we're motherhood we're afflicted so we have to drink to deal with it yeah you know when really we're what what the affliction i think is is the pressure to to be not perfect but to be you know the, the stand-up mom to have all your kids but you're gonna again you cannot serve many masters you got to figure out what are you going to do right is your kids underwear drawer going to be folded or are you going to be present for them for their homework or are you going to make sure they get to their doctor's appointment and yes you can do many of those things but when when we're trying to do so much that something's falling short thus igniting a level of anxiety in us that we can only deal with through alcohol that's when you know that's sort of where that bell curve is of like okay need to stop at that point you know yeah. need to readdress and, and ask for help you know get someone else to help declutter your house or get you know make i don't know make different choices with your the way your time is spent because so much of it is self-induced the big takeaway here is is what you just said we as people, mothers or not, we pile on too much stuff mm -hmm. onto our schedule then in, in our lives and social on top of that and kids stuff on top of that and the running around and the this and the that and then the social pressures just to be you and then the keeping up and the, all those things. That creates a level of anxiety, which then we want to go blow off steam. So mm -hmm. No one's saying don't go have drinks with your friends. Please have drinks with your oh, friends. Oh, yeah, or like date night, have a nice bottle of wine. Like nobody is saying that. It, you know, it's just so interesting that as mothers, this, this self-inflicted like pressure to do it all is being met with the marketing messages of like, you need it. You deserve it. This is going to help you. Yeah. Why? Because kids. Joyful to know that football season's back in full swing, which shocked my system the other day with the Notre Dame game, which I'm like, oh, I won't talk to my husband for the next however many months, four, five months. Um, but one of the commercials yeah. on was a Coors commercial where the guy is having his beer in the shower. And it's like Coors, the official beer of the shower, which from a marketing standpoint, I was like, Freaking brilliant. And then I'm like, that is a problem. 
And then I'm like, well, I remember the days where I'm getting ready to like go uh-huh. have a good time and I get my, my champagne and it's in the bathroom. And so, so I think it's like, you know, it's just really like, be mindful of what's going on in your life. Have a cocktail if that's what you want to do. Don't if you don't. Um, yes. and, you know, ask I, yourself, I think you need to ask yourself why you're doing it more importantly before it gets, because it's, it's the underlying masking of anxiety, um, and stress that are very, very, very real. Um, and alcohol is not a band-aid. I mean, or if it is a band-aid, it's one of those little teeny tiny ones that doesn't stay on very well. Um, <laughs> It doesn't, you know, it does not, it does not help with any long-term, um, you know, situations. So it's just interesting observations as a mother who enjoys, I do enjoy my wine. I really do. Um, but certainly am mindful and cannot let it get to any kind of level and certainly want my children to grow up in a home that wasn't functioning just, you know, on that alone with a mom, you know, going on fumes, like, come on. Well, I did ask my kids though in the process of like when I, because I noticed I'm like, I haven't had a drink for two months. I mean, it was like, honestly, like my own 12 step program because I, did, I have not known myself as an adult without I a didn't drink in my hand. Get the apology from you for that one time. <laughs> <laughs> Is aging with beauty, power, and dynamic information a priority for you, your parents, and your friends? If so, the Wonder Health Age and Vitality Summits in 2020 are going to blow you away, and we cannot wait to share our amazing speakers and our amazing partners with you. To find out more information and to pre-register, go to wonderhealth.com, and that is wonder with a U. We hope to see you there. Thank you.